You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 and Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Are you not entertained? Are you kidding me? What a fascinating, what just from a football standpoint, you got to come back from this and just say, good Lord, we all got our money's worth. How long have we waited for football? How long have we waited for meaningful 49ers football, right? And (laughs) that was just absolutely incredible, Um, both positively and negatively. And we're going to talk about all those things. So first off, man, how is it that you feel? How do you feel right now? What emotion is going through your head? Please throw this up in the chat because, good gosh, I I changed the title of this podcast seven times in that fourth quarter. To 49ers dominate the Lions, to, you know, 49ers win, but at what cost with the injuries, to like, it just kept going over and over and over. And really, it's just a tale of really four quarters. First three quarters, absolute domination. It It wasn't even close. In that fourth quarter, they gave up 16 points. You know, another seven points uh, at the very end of the third quarter, the Detroit Lions scored. You only win by eight points. 
eight points. Um, and you know, again, me, I'm second guessing, you know, who they're playing late because I'm pissed off because, you know, Verrett's in there with seven minutes left and his ACL, you know, th that's a major issue. Um, Eric Davis came out and said, you know, he talked to him on the phone and they think it's an ACL. That's huge because one of the biggest issues with this team is cornerback depth. Now you add to the fact you just lost your guy, Mosley. You know, he hasn't been playing whatever. Definitely rough. Now, depending, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people talk about the spread and all that. I get it. Um, yeah, you know, I we got our bets in early. We got paid. We got in at seven and a half. <laughs> we got paid. If you waited, it jumped up to nine and a half right before kickoff. And again, there was one point where we were up, I think, 24 points. 24 points in the third quarter. And you come back, you got the ball that bounces off Kittle. You got number 27 just getting picked on. I think at one point they threw the ball at uh, number 27 five times in a row, all for positive plays. Golly. So there are some issues there. Now, we got a lot to get into here, so buckle up. I appreciate you joining us. If this is your first time, we do this every single time after the game. And, yeah, Brian, I appreciate the gift, man. He said, Lions found out number 27 was our Achilles kneecap. Yeah, shout out to Dan Campbell and his terrible press conference. But good and bad, okay? You know, I broke down my notes as the game was wrapping up into two categories, positives and negatives. And there's a lot of each. It's week one. The NFL is a weird league, okay? And, and there's a lot of positive and negatives. So what I want to do, it's easy to walk away from that game pissed off with the way, you know, we failed to close and all those things. But there are so many positives to take away from this game, as well as negatives. And we're going to handle each one of them. You know, the very first positive is this. The defense is disruptive, okay? And I, again, I'm going to balance this out because the defense went out and did their job. Now, late, maybe not. But the defense was dominant right after that first drive. They were getting gassed up the middle. But just in the first quarter, we had two tackle for losses and a sack, and we completely turned them against themselves. So if you're looking at the defense, first off, even though they gassed us that first drive, that was a turnover on downs. They got no points. Second drive, uh, no good on a field goal. So no points there. Then they had the touchdown and field goal drive. But after that, listen to the defense. They, they literally just turned it on halfway through the second quarter. Drive five, you had a pick six by Drake Greenlaw, who played amazing. D Ford had the pressure. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. Six drive, three and out punt. Bosa tackle for loss. Ford sack. Then it's halftime. Come back out, punt. That was a four-play six-yard drive. So they got a first down, then a penalty. Um, ended up with only six drives. So that was the turning point because as the defense turned it on midway second quarter, the offense hit the gas as well. So there were sections where we saw the return of this dominant defense very, very similar to what we saw in 2019. That was there, but it didn't maintain. It didn't maintain. Um, you know, they got back in the game, the Lions did, on probably the best play call of the game. Uh, they just ran a screen play to DeAndre Swift against our nickel blitz. I mean, it was we didn't do that many nickel blitzes this game. But, man, we brought it and we rotated down. We brought five-man pressure. It was just the absolute perfect call. It was a 43-yard touchdown. Those plays are going to happen. You're going to blitz. You're going to get some of those. Um, 
But again, at the end of the day, defense had to show up and you know put it down and finally win the game. So that's 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 key because the issue is you know whenever you're coaching, one-sided games leaves a lot to be desired because you're walking out of week one thinking, yeah, we got it. There's not a lot to work on. All those things. No, no, no. That's not a concern now. Offensively, there's stuff to work on. Defensively, there's stuff to work on. Special teams, there's stuff to work on. So. Again, you know, Chris, I thank you again for the gift. He said, man, having flashbacks to week two last season. Um, and, you know, it's what it is. But we got through week one, a win's a win. You know, if if we asked everybody, we, we right at the spread, we won by eight. So Vegas was right. We just, it was, it was a roller coaster game. It was up and down. And, and I think what we have to take away from this is very, very simple. We can be dominant. But we are not consistent. And I think that's one of the things that highlights truly great teams. This team is good, and it can be great. But can it be consistent? Because we're not there yet. We're just not there yet. And there's a couple key areas, and we're going to talk about those for sure, that perhaps the depth is going to cause concerns late, especially whenever you're going up against good teams. Detroit's not a good team. It's not a good team. But we got so far ahead that things started to kind of, you know, sit back a little bit. And I think that's the issue. Roland, thank you for the gift, my friend. He says, the defense is fine. They were running out the clock and all that stuff. The two fumbles. Yeah, Kittle had, you know, the onside kick, which that's going to happen. The NFL, that, that football shaped weird. Weird things going to happen. Now, the Debo, that was, <laughs> let's talk about Debo for a second. There, there were conversations before the season started on who's going to be the wide receiver one that has been answered listen to this stat line Debo Samuel nine catches on 12 targets that's not his career high 189 yards 189 yards a 21 yard per catch average and mind you I think two or three of those were just the short little shovel passes which is basically a handoff but it's classified as a pass because the ball left the quarterback's hands one touchdown obviously the 79 yard touchdown catch was just bananas and shout out to Jimmy Garoppolo who played well played very well but that play I thought that was one of the indicators that Jimmy's a little different because that was a 50-50 ball on third and long, and he just laid it up there and let his guy go get it. We haven't seen that very often. You know, he was two for two on deep balls. That, that's great. I'd like more, but whenever you're running the ball as effective as you were, that was a great play. But back to Debo. If Debo just goes down right there, you nail, the, you nail it out. They, they couldn't stop the clock. It was about a minute left. They had one timeout. Game would have been over. He already passed the first down. But he did have great ball protection. You know, shout out to Trey Flowers. Came in a double-hand Superman punch. Uh, really smart play by him. And you saw Debo on the sideline. So imagine Debo having your career day and walking off the field frustrated. Debo's a very emotional player. I'm telling you this right now. Debo is going to destroy the Philadelphia Eagles. Because now he's walking off with confidence and pissed. Like, that's a tornado. <laughs> We're going to get a depot tornado of whatever week two. So I'm excited about that. But on top of that, back to the idea of the wide receiver one. And this is goes in the negative category, obviously. Not one target for Brandon Ayuk. Not only that, he wasn't out there with the starters. Trent Sherfield 
who got three targets, two catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown. First touchdown of the season, uh, which was awesome. Um, and this is... I'm gonna. I want to wrap this in a positive mindset if I can. Okay, and here's what I'm looking for: the 49ers. And again, we're gonna be harsh on Kyle Shanahan a little bit later. Not at this point right here. The 49ers are running a true meritocracy. Okay, and here's what I mean by that: it doesn't matter if you're a second round draft pick, third round draft pick. Doesn't matter. Trey Sermon, you're a second round or third round pick. We traded up for you. Don't matter. You're inactive. Put in the six-round rookie. And, by the way, Elijah Mitchell's amazing. Okay? Ambry Thomas, you're a third-round draft pick. Don't care. <laughs> you're not starting. Diomedor Lenore is, by the way, played incredible. Fifth-round rookie. It does not matter. Again, Aaron Banks, second-round rookie, right? Finally got to practice. Inactive. Guess what? Jalen Moore, you're in. Fifth-round rookie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you get paid. It doesn't matter where you were drafted. What can you show us? And that's what we're going to count. That's what that's what it is. Brandon Ayuk led the team in receiving last year and was phenomenal. He struggled during the preseason. He struggled during training camp. Lots of injuries not out there. Trent Sherfield was fired from the start. You can go back to OTAs, or I guess minicamp. We didn't have OTAs. So what does Kyle Shanahan do? The guy that he traded up for in the first round last year, you remember the video where Kyle Shanahan's celebrating when they draft uh, Brandon Ayuk and he high-fives nobody. He's so excited and doesn't even notice. Doesn't matter. Teacher's pet, coach's pet, whatever. Doesn't matter. Who proves it? Now what does that translate to a locker room? I'm telling you right now, that tells the practice squad, the bubble guys, if I ball out here, this coach is going to play me. He just put Brandon Ayuk's butt on the bench and put in Trent Sherfield. And how did Sherfield play? Pretty damn well. Pretty damn well. So this this concept, that that's a positive, okay? <laughs> uh, that is a strong positive. We'll get to the negatives in a little bit. Um, I'm nobody you need to know. Thank you for the gift, man. He said, Lions O-line was holding all freaking game. Yeah, and I'll say this. You know, refs are always problematic for fans or players or whatever it's just what it is but the one th and yeah lions players were holding but whenever you agree to call a game a certain way you have to be consistent with that and there were there were not a lot of penalties on either side and so i love that aspect of it yes there were a lot of holding calls that could have been made but this the way that this game was being refed made it very clear early on this was going to be, we're going to turn them loose. We're going to let them play. And so they weren't calling holding calls on either side. And so I'm 100% okay with that. Yes, there was holding a lot. And you're going to see a lot of the things. And once we get to all 22, and again, if this is your first time joining us, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, be with us. We go four times a week. And, you know, a lot of the best content that we put out there is on Patreon. We're going to go through every offense and defensive snap, um, you know, the all 22 coaches tape, all those things, and just kind of go through who did what. Because we have our instant reactions, but it's kind of hard to judge because we don't have the all 22, how the safeties played, you know, who missed their blocking assignments with the end zone camera. So if you want that, head over to patreon.com. 49ers Rush Podcast, type that in, join us over there. Um, we've got over 240 plus members and we're growing. Um, if you go over there and check it out, you don't like it, hey man, I'll credit all your money back, no issues, 100% guaranteed, that's going to you. 
Shout out to the mad scientist himself, Juan Salas. Thank you for the gift, my friend. He says, I hate watching our boys play on fake grass. <laughs> Hit that like button, hashtag CC. Man, yeah, that, that was a rough one. I, it looked like a non-contact injury for Jason Verrett. Let's talk corners since Juan brings it up because this is an issue. We struggle with depth anyway. Now, we go out and we sign Josh Norman, and he's he's inactive. We didn't even put him out there. He just needed more time. He signed on, like, Monday. So, like, I get that. It's going to be nice having him come in. Emmanuel Mosley was, like, questionable, but he didn't get a go. So, Verrett's going to be done. It seems like that's going to be solidified, and that's going to be pretty much over. So, Diamador Lenore, he's not leaving the starting lineup. Best case scenario is Mosley comes back, and those are your two outside corners. If not, it's going to probably be Josh Norman and Diamador Lenore. Um, Ambry Thomas is not good yet. He just needs time. He needs time. His instincts are there. He just gives up too much separation. Number 27 should not be on the roster as an outside corner. You want to put him as a backup you know, slot guy? He played very well there last year. But you don't target somebody five times in a row, all for positive plays. He didn't make a couple decent plays down the stretch, but good God, do not put number 27 outside. He can't play there. there no year has he been successful back there. Do not play him outside. I understand special teams. I understand versatility. He's not your number two corner. I would much rather have Ambry Thomas out there than number 27 because Ambry Thomas has upside. At least he can figure it out. 27 is not figuring out anything new that he hasn't already. So Josh Norman put him out there. Uh, Virgin put him out there. You kept him. Like, get somebody else out there. Now, I know a lot of people have said, okay, what about bringing back Sherman? This defense no longer employs tall corners. We don't do it. Six feet and under. That That's what it is. You look at who we drafted, who we've signed. Nobody's over six foot. Nobody. So that ship sailed. And again, you know, the offseason stuff, you know, with the rest, all that stuff, I don't think that even plays into it. I think the issue is they have changed their scheme and they're going to more quarters coverage. They don't want that big, long, physical corner. They want small, shifty guys. So that's just a schematic scheme change. So the Sherman thing is not happening. Brian, thank you, my friend, for the gift. Brian Carter, big-time supporter, knows his football. He knows what's up. He says, love me some Elijah Mitchell. Been pounding the table for him since pre-draft, and I can attest to this because when we did our Zoom call on Patreon that we do every month, we got one coming up here in two weeks, we were doing our 53-man roster projection, and we were arguing back and forth over who to keep, Elijah Mitchell or Jamichael Hasty. Sure enough, we kept them both, which is, good Lord, we needed them. Listen to this stat line. Elijah Mitchell, 19 carries, 104 yards. The rookie, the sixth-round rookie. Who would have <laughs> guessed that Elijah Mitchell would lead the team in carries and yards the very first week of the, of the season? Running back depth for the 49ers under Kyle Shedan has just been, here's the word, guys. It's been a while since I've said this abysmal we go through them like dirty socks man uh i don't know if that's a saying but <laughs> but in here anyway but it was bad it, i mean it was, it was so bad because raheem mostert didn't make it a quarter he had two carries for 20 yards looked really really good but that was it so raheem mostert you know best abilities durability can't count on him um now he was seen walking on the sidelines 
and you know didn't have his helmet on looked frustrated but it definitely wasn't as bad of an injury to where you had to worry about you know whatever so that that get you know you'll get an mc you get all the stuff checked out and we'll, we'll see what happens and mri on that but man that's frustrating however elijah mitchell is for real he had that 38 yard touchdown run i counted five missed tackles you know once pff comes out with the data and we go through the film elijah mitchell looked good now, if Mostert's hurt, Trey Sermon will not be inactive next next week. But, you know, I think one of the things that I thought was the most interesting, Jermichael Hasty only got one carry. He got one carry. Now, he did get out there in the pass game some. He had one catch for 15 yards, and that was a huge third and 10 play. You know, Hasty looked good, but there, make no mistake. Again, back to that meritocracy idea. If you earn it, you're going to get playing time. It doesn't matter what position, where you are, whatever. That's what it's going to be. You get in the game, and that's what we're talking about. Tommy, man, uh, thanks for the gift, Tommy. You know, I always like Tommy because, man, he is a reaction guy, messaging me on Twitter. And I chuckle sometimes with him, uh, but he says, most are injury, what else is new? Yeah, this ain't the first time. It, definitely not the first time. Cody, thanks for the gift, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate all that stuff. He says, uh, keep up the good work. And, and here's the thing. You got to jump to the idea of this is what we sign up for as fans. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we want. We want entertainment. We want to see our studs and our the, the fans, the players that we, like, we just love. And we got to see that. We got to see Trey Lance out there. Now, he didn't really have a lot of success outside of that touchdown, very first touchdown, right, uh, which was awesome. You know, one for one, he only had one pass attempt, five yards and a touchdown. And then you look at him running the ball, he had three carries for two yards. So whenever he went out there, they just loaded the box. And that's okay because Trey can throw deep. And so you're setting up all of the other teams to understand and add all this extra work in as a defense. And it doesn't take much to work that as an offense, right? You've already got this package of plays and all those things. Now let's talk Jimmy freaking Garoppolo. Ice cold. Ice freaking cold. 17 of 25, 314 yards. When was the last time we had a 300-yard pass game from Jimmy Garoppolo? One touchdown, no interception, was sacked once for eight yards, 124 passer rating. That's pretty damn solid. Three rushes for two yards, Jimmy Garoppolo had a great game. He had an exceptional game. You know, you look at our offensive stats, it was mind-boggling um, what they were able to do early. You know, listen to these drives. I think we had six straight drives. So the first play of the game, you go out there and you fumble the ball. We know how Jimmy responds to mistakes. Uh, I just wish he didn't have to make that mistake to do that. And, yes, I will say this. You know, they zoomed in on the hands. Um, that was a Jimmy Garoppolo fumble. The ball, if the ball hits the hands, you know, on the center, then that's on the QB. The transition has taken place. He bailed a little bit early, and that's where it is. Um, and so right after the turnover on the first play, listen to these this drive chart, okay? Second drive. Trey Lance touchdown pass, seven plays, 59 yards. And also, talking about Jimmy, did you see Jimmy Garoppolo celebrating with Trey Lance after that, that's leadership, that's teamwork, that's being unselfish. Gosh, man, if if you were a Jimmy hater, 
you have to have gained some respect, not necessarily because of his play, which was, you know, definitely respect worthy, but how he has managed everything from the draft. Like, what has he done, Jimmy Garoppolo, to make you like him or think he's less of a better player, captain, locker room guy, whatever? He's excelled so far at all of those things. So back to the drives. I don't want to jump off on too many tangents here. Second drive, touchdown pass, Trey Lance to Sherfield. Seven plays, 59 yards. Third drive, touchdown Elijah Mitchell, 38-yard touchdown run. It was just incredible. Fourth drive, touchdown to Michael Hasty. Seven plays, 75 yards. Fifth drive, field goal, 40 yards. Sixth drive, field goal, no good. Goal fell down. Uh, that was a 52-yard kick. It, plant foot slipped, whatever. Seventh drive, Debo, touchdown, 79 yards. So drives two through seven, you should have had points on every single one of them. You do that, you win games. You do that, you win games. That's, that's just what it is. Now, we punted after that, then we had the field goal, then everything went crazy. But whenever you take a step back, and again, focus on the positives. We were great on third down till late. Um, we were at 50%. We were three for six on third down until we tried running out the clock, and that didn't work. You look at total yards. We had 442 on 12 drives. That's great. We averaged eight yards per play, <laughs> which is a lot. But again, whenever you have those turnovers, that's huge. If you go back to my keys to the game, if you listen to our, our episode, here, here's what I said, okay? Th these are all copy and pasted word for word, and you can go listen to the last episode on my predictions and keys to the game. I said you have to limit De uh, DeAndre Smith or TJ Hawkinson. We didn't do that. They're going to get theirs because of volume, but you can't let them have career days. Both of them had great career days. Swift had 11 rushes for 39 yards, eight catches for 65 and a touchdown. So he had over 100 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, 97 yards, eight catches and a touchdown. And we didn't do that. Win the turnover ratio. We did not do that. We lost three to one. And I said this, I said, the only way, it's a word for word in my notes, only way the Lions have a shot is that they are plus two or better in the turnover ratio. They were plus two. Um, I said, one Jimmy G dub play is okay, two or more, uh-oh. Okay, so we hit that one there. Then I said the Lions will have to sell out to stop the run. They didn't do that. And I said, Kittle comes back with a vengeance. I had him with 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, Kittle came back. He had 78 yards, no touchdown. I said 49ers win 31-17, to which looked like, you know, we were a little shy. 17 points is what the Lions should have ended with. That's where they should have been. That's where they should have been. Um, I've seen a lot of Don Burr references in the chat. I don't think Don's here. If he is, um, yeah, I don't think he's, I, I think that's RIP Don Burr, but he shouldn't be because if I'm a fan, then you should be happy with what the Lions put out there in the second half. There's something positive to take away. They're a rebuilding team at best, right? Um, now here we go. And I want to talk about this. Um, yeah, thank you, Dakota. Waiting for Don Bird come in and say they had us on the ropes. Yeah, um, I, I don't think he's going to live up to his bet that we made, but that's okay. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. Now, let's talk about our bets of the week because if you bet with us, you got paid. We are back with another season of my bookie. And if you didn't get in with our season-long bets before the season kicked off, that's okay. 
because we've got a lot more bets every single week of the NFL season, and my bookie is the best people to bet with. We've been with them for years. They're established. Credibility is off the charts. Their customer service is second to none. If you have any questions, you can call them. But here's the best thing about it. You bet, you win, you get paid. That's all there is to it. If you use promo code 49ers, which again, if you're watching us live, you can just take a picture of the screen. It's going to put the promo code in there with the QR code that's there for you. If not, go to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers whenever you set up your initial account. They're going to match your initial deposit up to $1,000. And on top of that, we're going to have bets of the week every single week here on the 49ers Rush podcast. But for you crazy people, that want to do all the crazy betting that we do, that's going to be available for you guys over on Patreon. So go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, and I have my weekly bets posted there every single week. Last year, we tripled up on the season. So come join us. Bet with my bookie. They're the best there is. Bet, win, get paid. It's simple with my bookie. All right, if you did bet with us, if you didn't, you got you got to catch up, guys. Um, you know, we we jumped in on the minus seven and a half. We put that in there. That one got paid. Um, I even bought one point on it, so just six and a half. Uh, we got paid there. I did a three-team teaser, okay? And again, we put these, we do bets of the week, usually on the Thursday, Friday episode. Um, sometimes Saturday, depending on when the high school team my coach plays, which we got trounced this week, by the way, I want to keep you updated. We played a big time team. We got shut down pretty good, but we had a good time. You know, we got we only got 20 players on our roster and 15 of which have never played football before. We're definitely a rebuilding program, but uh, we, we got some positives. Anyway, we put up, uh, you know, our, our bets of the week, a lot of them on the episodes live. If you want all of the bets we do, that's over on Patreon. I share all those. We did a three-team teaser. So we got the 49ers minus one and a half check. We got the Dolphins plus nine, which they've already up 7-0. So that's huge. So we got 16 points there. That one's probably going to pay off. And the Packers plus one and a half, um, which is going to be close. So that's our three-team teaser. We'll see how that one plays out. We always bet the 49ers in the first quarter. Got that one paid. Boom. 49ers score first. That one was close. They missed a field goal. That one got paid. We put the under on Mostert carries at 15 and a half. I bet the under, he only got two. Um, got that one, got paid. The one we missed was Ayuk over three and a half receptions. And again, zero targets. Um, Curtis, I see you in the chat. He said, what did you make of Kyle Shanahan's post-game comments about Sherfield pushing Ayuk? You know, we went live here right afterwards. So um, I, I missed the chat. If you want to throw it up there, tag me in it so I could see it. Because, yeah, you know, right after this, that's where I'll go and start cutting up those clips over there. Uh, Juan Salas, the mad scientist, usually does that. Oh, Don Bird made, a, uh, <laughs> made, a, made an appearance. He says he's got nine chats. Um, he says, Nick Bosa, who? Are you kidding me? Nick Bosa had an incredible game. And, and this is the problem. I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? This is the problem with box score scouting. And if you did really do a box score scouting, Nick Bosa was incredible. Might be the defensive MVP of the game. Yeah, four tackles. Okay, that's cool. He had one sack. He had three tackles for loss. Three. He had two additional quarterback hits. That is a hell of a game by any stretch. Is it a Nick Bosa type game? No. Did you know? That you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into a thousand 
with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. But I'm telling you right now, three tackle for losses. He ended three series. Three different series he ended on his own. Now, towards the end of the game, you know, what did that look like? Did he, you know, get in and get that, you know, game-clinching sack and whatever else? No. But for Nick Bosa's first game back, you got to be out of your damn mind if you don't think Nick Bosa played amazing. Wait till those numbers come out, whether it's pro football focus, film, whatever. Panay played okay, but you don't give up two quarterback hits, a sack, and three tackle for losses and act like Nick Bosa had a bad game. Get that crap out of here. That's a tr- that's a trash take. I, I'm not putting up with that. Um, you know, And we'll be honest, there are some players that played really bad. Defensive tackles were garbage, okay? Outside of Contavious Street getting some pressures, Contavious Street was bad in the run game. Zach Kerr was abysmal in the run game. A lot of this is Frank Ragnow, who is one of the top three interior offensive linemen in the NFL. He owned everybody. We miss Kinlaw. The 49ers needed Kinlaw out there. We are a different, different defense with him. And like what he does in the run game, people forget. People forget. And again, Box score scouting. Oh, he doesn't have that many, you know, sacks and whatever else. BS, man. That's not football. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan even said before the Buckner trade, I'm not trying to say that was the correct move, but they said, we want to get tougher in the run game. Buckner's incredible. All pro player. He is an above average player in the run game. He does get washed out a lot because he's more of a finesse tackle and an elite player in the pass rush. Okay, you got to flip that on, on its head. Javon Kinlaw is an elite run defender. He does not get pushed out of the hole. So all those gases, you know, gashes right up the middle, that's a Kinlaw issue. DJ Jones, he got dominated. Zach Kerr, dominated. Givens, dominated. Those guys did not play well on the interior. It's just what it is. Um, now, Greg Dalesai says, what do you think happened with Rhett? It was a non-contact injury. 
Best case scenario is like a meniscus or something perhaps, but again, it does not look good. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Ed, I'm with you on Periscope. D Ford looked great. D Ford looked great. He only had one tackle, but he had a sack. He had a tackle for loss and two quarterback hits. And, and you know, we, we kept saying this over and over again. We, we got the same story last year about D Ford, right? You know, 2019, he was hurt off and on, hurt off and on. Okay, had the great, you know, training camp and offseason. He's ready to go. He didn't make it to the third quarter uh, because he's back and all that stuff. He bet on himself. And, again, I was wrong. I'll, I'll say whenever I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time. I was wrong about D Ford. I, I didn't think he'd ever take a snap again. And D Ford came on and said in a press conference, I'll be back when I get that first sack. Welcome back, D Ford. And this defense needs him. Now, if we if we parallel this conversation, D Ford's great. Great, great, great. I mean, it, it was awesome. But if we parallel this conversation with a weakness, secondary is a major weakness now, especially on the outside. It helps to have Bosa and Ford playing at their level that they're playing now. If Bosa and Ford didn't get any better this year and just put up games like they had today, 49ers are in the playoffs, guaranteed. I, I promise you that. We have a top 10 defense. That's all there is to it. Because if those guys put in performances like they had today, 49ers defense is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, so, like, understand, the, the secondary will be as good. I, I don't really care who's back there as long as they're not number 27. They're going to be as good as this defensive line will allow them to be. They're sheltered, okay? Now, you look at other teams like New England. Um, perhaps you want to talk about the Vikings, whatever else. Uh, there's a couple other teams, Miami Dolphins. They want to build back front, right, outside in. That's not the landscape of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. No, no, no. You are building in, out, okay, or up front, back. And the idea is the play that is, you know, the secondary play is predicated upon defensive line success and pressures. And we saw that late in the game. Where, what was, okay, the biggest play of the game was the Drake Greenlaw pick six, right? Which Drake Greenlaw was playing incredible before he went down. And it seemed like, you know, he was on the sideline. I don't know the extent of the injury. It was a groin issue. But, um, you know, that one usually just kind of kind of rest, whatever. But he, the fact that he was on the sideline lets you know it wasn't that bad. Drake Greenlaw was playing incredible. Amazing tackles. He was all over the place. Dude looked great. But that pick six, even though Drake Greenlaw made the hell of a play, guess who set him up? D Ford, right? So, so you can kind of see the way that this flows. And, and that's the design of this defense. You frustrate the quarterbacks. You only bring four because you have such great edge pressure that you're allowed to put, you're putting your second, you're not stressing your secondary and a bunch of like zero man coverage. You're not doing that. You've got help over the top with the safeties, which I will add, I think the safeties played really, really well. Really well. Um, there, there were a lot of really good looks. Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart played great. You know, that hit on Tart, that was a penalty. You know, I got, I got a lot of messages about that. Um, you can't really put it on, <laughs> you can't put it on Tart. He did everything that he was supposed to do, but you can't lead with your helmet and hitting the neck or helmet area. It was a penalty. I wish it wasn't. I understand why it is, but, uh, you kind of take that for whatever. Now, the other two injuries I do want to bring up, 
Aziz was a lower leg. He came back. Um, that wasn't an issue. DFF, he had a cramp. Uh, coach might have told him to take a knee on that one just to slow things down. So that was there. Um, so, so understand those things are good. Now, probably one of the most important things, and I want to be talking about this right after this quick break, is the offensive line. And I think that's key. But before we do that, next week, baby, one week from today, we're going to be hanging out together. So excited, guys. We have worked so hard for this, and all the details are finally finished and coming together. The 49ers Rush Road Trip for our Philly game, which is going to be week two. So that's Saturday, September 18th, the night before the game. We are going to be meeting up at the Drinker's Pub, which I freaking love it. I mean, if you've ever been to Philly or, again, uh, shout out to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the pub is the heart of of Philadelphia. It's just what it is. So we have, this place is awesome. I've been there before. It's only a few short blocks away from our hotel. We're staying at the awesome Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. Come join us. We have the second floor all to ourselves. We've got pool tables. we got multiple TVs for college football on. We've got giveaways, raffles. We have our own bar service and food service. It's going to be an absolute blast. Hang out, drink, but more importantly, come for the community. It's going to be 49ers fans flying in from all over the place. From 6.30 to 9.30, if you want to go party out afterwards, that's cool. But again, we're going to be hanging out there for a long time. So head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Click on Philly. This is week two, okay? And buy your tickets there. They're 25 bucks, and everything that we bring in through the website, it's going back to giveaways. I've bought multiple jerseys, giveaways, autograph memorabilia. So whenever you come in, you're going to get raffle tickets, all those things. We're going to be doing trivia, lots of stuff, lots of ways just to have a blast with people that you want to hang out with. So head over there. Again, this is the Drinker's Pub Saturday, and we're staying at the Warwick Hotel. By the way, we still have discount rate available for hotels at the Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. It's one of the best historic hotels in Philly, and you get to save about 50 bucks a night if you go over there and book it. So uh, if you haven't got tickets yet, you need to get over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Again, this is for week two. Let's go, baby. Have some fun with us. And, you know, I'll say this, too. You know, if you're coming to Philly, I'm so pumped to meet up. Uh, if you haven't bought tickets yet, just come hang out. We'll be selling tickets at the door, giveaways, all that stuff. But also we got Chicago. That's set up. Hotels are set up. We've got L.A. Uh, that's set up. We're partying on the beach, man. We got the place locked up. Sharkies. I'm going to be so excited down in Hermosa. We got to, and again, do not wait on the hotels because after we get close, they close off um, our discounted hotel rate to fill them. So uh, we sold out a Philly. That's That was an old video. I'm sorry. Philly sold out. Chicago still has one week left till you can buy stuff there. So get over there. That's important. Um, so, and then of course, LA that's still going strong. So that's there as well. Now let's talk about the offensive line because I think this was the most successful, the best part of the entire game was our offensive line, whether it was running or pass protection, our offensive line was the best unit of our entire team. It was great. And talk about what a difference Alex Mack made. Now you got the first play. Okay, and I understand that first play was rough, and everybody's like, oh, no, oh, no. We're starting with a fumble, the very first play, whatever. No, no, I'm telling you right now. The offensive line was huge. Mike McGlinchey, incredible. Our tight ends, Dwelly and Warner, 
off the charts. And again, we're talking blocking here. We imposed our will. We started off on the offensive side, outside short toss, outside short toss, outside short toss, pull, throw to Kittle in the flats, and then Kittle's going to Kittle. You know what I mean? He didn't have a lot of catches, but good gosh, four catches for 78 yards. He's getting 20 yards a pop, 19.5. But that dude, he's mean as hell. And so, God, Lakin Tomlinson. I mean, you just go Daniel Brunskill. And again, I understand the idea of expectation and reality. And I, I think it's easy to be pissed off. And I, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. It's easy to be pissed off and say, man, what if we would have had Aaron Banks out there, right? I, I get that. And we want that young, you know, aspiring second round pick that we just wanted to plug and play. But I'm telling you right now, if we did play Brandon, uh, Aaron Banks in there, and the offensive line performed this well, everybody would be singing the praises of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and, oh, my gosh, whatever else. But we got that same play just with a different name. It's so <laughs> it, it, I, don't, I don't know if this analogy is going to work out. But, you know, we got the great value. <laughs> we got the great value cereal. It tastes delicious. We just didn't know what box it came out of, right? So we got the Cheerios. We're eating them. It's a wonderful breakfast. It's just great value Cheerios instead of the actual <laughs> Cheerios that we wanted out of Aaron Banks. But you wouldn't know because we didn't show you the box, if that makes sense. We got great play, great offensive line play. And again, how is this team built? You go back to the first four years. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, the very first round pick was spent on the offense, offensive line or defensive line every single year. And now it's starting to pay dividends. Now, have all those picks been home runs? No, I don't think so. Mike McGlinchey, guess what, guys? Whether you like it or not, he's a, he's a top 20 offensive tackle. And every team's got to start two. So you got 64 starting offensive tackles every single week. He might just be a top third guy. But trust me, those are on short supply. Defensive line, people like Eric Armstead, right? Again, not a fan favorite, but guess what? That dude doesn't miss time, and he's all over the place. He had one quarterback hit, had one tackle. But I'm telling you this right now, he was not an issue for why those inside run plays were taking place. Those were on the DTs. Uh, you know, Armstead played inside some, but usually on passing downs. So stay with this idea you know one of the number one positives o-line play was so good now let's go to a negative we got to talk about kyle shanahan in the fourth quarter it's bad um, you know it happens once you can say all right that happened once happens twice you say okay start of a trend happens three times or more then you're like okay this is a repetitive problem that continues to show its ugly head you can go back to you know the super bowl with the falcons you can go to the super bowl with us this is an issue. Kyle Shanahan's so good in the first quarter. That's why we smashed that bet. 49ers score first every time. Golly, we make so much money on that. Uh, just stay with that over the course of the season. Obviously, he's not going to do it every single game, but it's going to happen at least 12 out of the 17 games that we have, and you're going to get paid positively on that just because he's so good. First quarter, third quarter, he's excellent. Second quarter, fourth quarter, he's not. At some point, that needs to start to change. But it's an issue, um, and it, it just bothers me that, man, you know, here we go again. Like, how many of you guys had that feeling, right? We're there, and it's just like, you know, you're looking at the clock, you're looking at the score, and you're like, okay, they're down three scores. We're fine. 
I'm like, okay, we're down two scores. They got, you know, four minutes, two minutes, and we're fine. And then one or two things go the wrong way. That ball bounces funny. Don't leave it up to that. Now, what's the answer? Depend on what got you there. You know, running the ball into stacked boxes and just saying, hey, we're going to run it. It's just what it is. At least put Trey Lance in there, right? If that's what you're going to do late, at least put the mobile quarterback in there and give some type of, you know, <laughs> paradox for the defense that we've got to cover something besides just an inside run. But I don't know. That's one of the things that just scares me, and I do not like it. But I do like that this team's going to be hungry going out of this. And, man, got to talk about Philadelphia. Week two matchup. Dang, Philadelphia came out. They lit up. They lit up the Falcons, 32-6. to Their quarterback looked good. Their first-round pick looked good. Their running game looked good. You know, I had the game on my computer screen just watching it during commercial breaks and stuff. That looked like a pretty damn good team. Now, the Falcons, I've said it since day one, they're rebuilding. They just don't know it yet. But week two is going to be a little bit more of a fun game than what we thought it was going to be. Luke, I want to say thank you for the gift, my friend. He said, what's up, champ? Uh, <laughs> can we just get a little respect on Jimmy G's name? Yeah, him and Debo were just on fire. Jimmy Garoppolo was so damn good. What are the things that makes Jimmy Garoppolo good? Number one, third down conversions. Led the NFL in 2019. We saw that again. Efficiency. Dude threw for 300 yards. One touchdown. Like, that is amazing quarterback play. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Um, you take that. Now, do you want more touchdowns, all that stuff? Yeah, that's cool. But, you know, Trey Lance sniped one, and then you had two rushing touchdowns inside. So that that's going to happen. The points are what matter. If you put up 41 points on offense, you better sure as hell win that game. That's all I got to say, especially with our defense. Now, things got a little weird towards the end, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, another thing, too, sticking with the offensive side, this is a positive. We had 11 plays of 10 yards or more halfway through the third quarter. Once we were up all those plays, I stopped tracking everything and started kind of prepping for the podcast. My stat tracker, I stopped it, uh, which I do manually. But um, I was like, all right, these I, I, we're just going to run it out after this. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Um, but the fact that we had 11 explosive plays that soon into the third quarter, that's wonderful. A again, a testament to the offensive line and our playmakers on the outside. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a good question. Um, how much are we going to put, this is Brian. He says, how much of this are we putting on D'Amico Ryans? I, he basically said this, you know, we jumped out to that early lead and they said, if you want to keep running the ball up the middle, that's fine. You want to throw the ball to your tight end. That's fine. We're not letting anything deep. They never did. Uh, I guess that last play, um, uh, Ambry Thomas, that was that was kind of a deep ball. A couple plays to number 27, but the, the game plan was very simple. Keep everything short and underneath and make their tight end and their inside running game beat you, which whenever you're operating from a deficit, it's pretty hard to hold on to that. But they executed it pretty well, the the Lions I'm talking about here, and so I think that's that's kind of big. Chris, so the 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 based on Kyle Shanahan's press conference, um what I'm seeing is the fear is Jason Verrett has a torn ACL and that Raheem Mostert is not an ACL. Again, they're going to have to wait and do the MRIs tomorrow. But my guess is Verrett goes on IR, short-term IR, three weeks. I'm sorry, let me start that over. Raheem Mostert goes on short-term IR, 
right? Now, IR is IR. Short-term IR and designated return don't exist anymore. It's the same. But the expectation is Raheem Mostert will return in about three weeks. Trey Sermon will be active next week. So the three running backs will be active will be Elijah Mitchell, Jamichael Hasty, then Trey Sermon. Verrett's going to go on IR, and I don't think we see him again. How do we replace him? It should, the answer should be on the roster. Because Emmanuel Mosley and Josh Norman were both inactive today. Those two guys, that's how you replace them. Now, will we sign another corner? Yes. Are we signing another corner to start? No. That, that, that's not taking place. So that's the idea on how you replace Ferret there. Now, we've got a lot of stuff going on this week. As soon as the film gets up, all the Patreon members, I'm going to be loading that up there. I'm telling you, go over there, join our Patreon, patreon.com, 40 Hours Rush Podcast. Once it's up there, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. Um, th that's where all that's going to be taking place. Now, having said that, we're going to be live three more times this week, flying out to Philly. I'm coaching a game Friday at 3 California time. I'm leaving from the game directly to the airport, flying overnight to Philly on the red eye, and going straight to the party. I'm going to be a mess, man, but it's going to be worth it. To get to hang out with you guys, to party, if you're anywhere near Philly, come hang out with us. If it's too late to organize a Philly trip, Chicago and L.A., Go check it out, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Plan your stuff. That's going to be there. And, again, the thing to take away from today, 49ers got a dub. We're 1-0. Love to hear that. But we've got a lot of stuff we got to work on. So there's, there's, there's improvement ahead, but there's also celebration. Celebrate the wins in the NFL. They don't come often. Okay? Celebrate the wins in the NFL. This is a good day to be a 49ers fan. Okay. Love you guys. Appreciate all the support. Subscribe if you haven't. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.